Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a show where we improvise movies. Um, my name is Tristan Miller. I'm a comedian, they say. And joining me today, as sometimes, is... Uh, Scott in Toronto. What do you do, Scott? Well, I guess I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a, a mm-hmm. podcast host. I host a show called This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. Mm. Um, Are you ever going to interview yourself for that and let the people know? I think... I think I might. My my co-producers and I, I think we might do something mm-hmm. where we talk about our own picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and you know, I guess relevant to this, uh, I'm a person who watches movies. Oh my God, you've seen some, a movie. I've seen some movies. I have a letterbox. You <laughs> you have a, that's how you know that someone <laughs> does consume a lot of film. I wish there was a TV version of Letterboxd, right? Yeah, I think there might be, but like, it's that's too much, I think. I mean, I can understand what you're saying, and it also isn't, it's less prestigious to be like, yeah, I did watch all of Kimmy Schmidt, like, (laughs) (laughs) because then you just said, like, a loser. Right. Whereas it's like, oh, yeah, I did actually go to see Inland Empire in the Restoration, (laughs) you know, what a long movie. (laughs) If nothing else, it's a long one. That is, that is my official review of Inland Empire, is, it's long. Yeah. So... Uh, we're hanging out in a beautiful sunny day today. Yeah, it is. Drinking a couple cold pops together as just guys being dudes. Yeah. Um, but what was the first film you remember seeing? What it's that's it's a difficult question because like I don't remember, you know. But um, <laughs> no, no, hang on. Now here's the thing. I did say remember seeing, so your first I know, memory, but, not the yeah. first one you've been to. Yeah, I. I have some flashes of memories. Like, I know that I went to see, like, the Star Wars re-release in theaters with, mm-hmm. like, my dad and my brother, which I must have been, like, you know, three or four. 97. So. Yeah, something like, oh, so maybe I was a little older. But, yeah. I also remember watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit in a limousine for some reason. Like, we had, like, a little TV and... Like, my parents and family friends were going to see, I think, Cats on Broadway. And, like, we went in a limo with... I don't... Maybe none of this is true, but that's what it is in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I remember us all, all the kids, 
fucking loving the opening of that movie with it, which is like the cartoon with the baby mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. smashing stuff. And then once it gets to like the live action stuff, we did not get it. Yeah. We hated it. It's not a film from kids yeah. at all. I saw it when I was uh, younger as well. My uncle was watching it and I, it got to the point with Jessica Rabbit. And I was like, is, is my uncle <laughs> watching pornography right now? Yeah. Like I was like deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's but, also, in my opinion, a terrible film, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. Since. Like I, I believe people when they say it's, you know, it's groundbreaking technically and all this stuff. I'm sure I think I would like it, but I haven't seen it since then. So there's one scene worth seeing, I think. Yeah. And that's where Mickey and Bugs are together. Right. Because it's also a very good joke. Yeah. And then there's one other joke that's very good that stands out when he goes, hey, do you know anything about show people? And it's like, they're like, no people I know. <laughs> and that's the funniest <laughs> the movie gets. Right. So. The, probably... the, the first film I remember, like, really loving. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at that time in the 90s, like, my older brother and I, like, we would just find stuff on TV or whatever. I mean, we did have VHS tapes and stuff, but, like, I remember just watching movies that were played on TV a lot. Mm -hmm. And one of them was That Thing You Do, which which I would still list as my favorite film of all time. Really? It's... It's in that number one slot on my letterbox. (laughs) Um, That's how you know. But, but, yeah. Isn't that so hard to pick, though? Not for me. I, I I picked it once when I signed up, and I feel good about it, and I haven't changed them. You know what? And you're probably right to do so. Do you want all four of them? Yes, please. We're here, so... Because uh, cause I'll never be interviewed on the Letterbox podcast, so... There's this a is, podcast for Letterboxd? They have, a, they have a podcast, yeah. For the longest time, I said Letterbox D because my ex said it, and I feel a fool. Yeah, I mean, that, that works, too. I know, but, but like, saying it out loud, Letterbox <laughs> D, it's like, now... <laughs> Whose D is in a letterbox shape? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I got That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonlight. Great. Teen Beach Movie. Okay. Which I, I'm going to bully you into seeing one day. Sure. Um, and uh, Greta Gerwig, Little Women. Greta Gerwig's Little Women. I cry every time. Different just, place. I, I, I do just a steady stream. Mm. The whole... Whole film. <laughs> I always find that movie so fascinating because people were so like, well, it's just kind of a blah film. I'm like, no, you just don't oh. like women. And number one, number two, I, it, I do cry in a different spot every time, except for the one consistent one is when Chris Cooper is listening to oh, Beth play the piano. And that's like yeah. an ugly cry that yeah. I have. And it was like, I, again, I saw it with uh, my ex and a couple of friends. And... I, like, started to... And my ex was like, what are you doing? I'm like, he misses his kid! Yeah. What? Yeah. She's such a... Just an incredible director. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Lady Bird 2, I think, is... <laughs> Lady Bird as well, not Lady Bird 2. Yeah. This time <laughs> Lady Bird 2. Yeah. No, Lady Bird as well. I just think in, in the writing and the directing, she's so good at just, like, capturing really tiny moments that like say so much with mm-hmm. that you know just purely subtextually you know like and a scene like that is maybe more like straightforward and, and not flashy but it's very on the surface emotional you know but like the reason why we cry at different scenes every time is because every single line is filled with so much emotional weight underneath the surface and mm-hmm. she's just so good at like doing that in a way that doesn't feel like overwrought yeah 
which is, I can't wait for Barbie. I don't I know am, what actually, the fuck she's gonna do, I'm but so stoked, yeah, <laughs> this is it's feminism, is what it is. Yeah. actually, no. Um, but also like it's also funny that she's married to Noah Baumbach, who is like almost I would say the opposite yeah. of like everything is so textual because it's just like overlapping dialogue right. and, this and that sort of thing. And I think that's very interesting that like they just could not be more different. Yeah. And I like his stuff too. Yeah. Um I mean, I haven't seen as as much of his he has a lot, but I mean Merritt's story I think is great. Meyerowitz's story is very oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Um so those are your top four. Do you want to know my top four? I do. Okay. Let me see if I can remember them. I think it's it's definitely Woman Under the Influence. Mm-hmm. Great film. Again, cry every time. Like, ugly cry. Um, try not to cry now. Um, thinking about it. You ever think, have a movie where you're just like, oh, no, I am I feel the, the oh, knot. Oh, yeah. If, if I, like, replay that last scene in uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. Have you seen that one? I have not oh. seen that film. Oh, it's so good. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Thoroughbreds, a great film. Great film. Um, then also, if Beale Street could talk, yeah. And then I think I have 1977 Star Wars. On oh that. yeah, just because yeah. I'm like I have to. I think I want to put it right. I'm gonna double I know, check. We're gonna right double now. check. I gotta because I don't want to lie on the podcast. That would be the first time that ever happened, <laughs> ever. Um, do you think Letterboxd is a social media app? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, My current favorite after that is Kiki's Delivery Service, which is oh, also very sure. true. <laughs> and right. Which leads me, actually, into the trivia section, if you'd like to go into that oh, segment. Oh, sure. Yeah, I would. Okay, so the trivia questions are... I'm going to start with... Um, I'm going to start with an easy one, I think. <clears throat> What movie has the best soundtrack? <laughs> but there's a correct answer. Yes. Okay. Now, do we mean soundtrack, like like Music, the songs not, or the not, score? Um. Okay. There's a third soundtrack, which is of course like all the like the noise like the, that happens. Oh, right. 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 But, um, but I'm, okay. Let's say what film has the best original score. Best original score. I mean, I have answers of my own, but I want... I'm trying to, like, answer the way you... Don't. Like. There's no correct answer. This, okay. is a, this is an interview. This is an interview disguised <laughs> as trivia. We'll um, get more into it in a little bit, Scott. Well, I, I will say, because you, you just mentioned it, the If Beale Street Could Talk. So good. I mean, Nicholas Bertel on, on that and Moonlight is just, just phenomenal. Um, another one I was just thinking about again is the um, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco mm. score is fantastic. But then, of course, you've got all the... Okay, actually, here's 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 a more fun answer. Okay. okay. I've got these two films that have very similar film score moments that I think are just blow me away every time, okay? Mm-hmm. And they are films which are very big and action packed and you know exciting and the score is very bombastic throughout and then there is a moment where the composer decides to have almost no score in a way that is very haunting and creepy yeah okay and so the first use of 
of this is the Peter Jackson King Kong. Yes. Where they fall down into the valley, and then there are those creepy, wormy bug things. Can I tell you? That guy getting eaten by a cricket? Yeah. Gave me nightmares. It's and and I and think Andy Circus getting eaten by yeah. those. Le- oh my god, fuck me up for a week. And I think so much of it is because of that score, which is almost no score. It's like this really quiet, haunting. Like, Ugh. oh, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. I had forgotten. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's a and and so that's um uh, James Newton Howard on that. Mm-hmm. There's a very similar, uh, device on the film uh, Pirates Two. Stagnetti's Revenge. This is the, the porn- pornography the porn film. Graphic yeah. film. Um, it was the hi- the highest budget porn film ever made at, at the time. I think maybe still. Um, Who's doing it bigger than Pirates too? You know, at that time, no, no, you can't do it that big anymore. That was the the, the DVD boom, and we don't live in that world anymore. <sighs> Rip. But anyway, in in uh, Pirates Two: Stagnetti's Revenge, there's a scene where the villain Stagnetti is. Um, having this this sex scene with these these two pirate women, and it's it's because of the sort of conduct. It's it's kind of a rape scene. I mean, they they, mm-hmm. they are his prisoners, if I remember correctly. Um, Unfortunate. You, you so, want to see better from from pirates too. From from Stagnati's revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so the choice that the I don't know if it's all original <laughs> score or if it's probably library music, but the the choice that they make is to have an extremely unsettling haunting like quiet choir um score while they're for fucking? that while they're fucking and it's not sexy at all and it's this moment where the filmmakers put like this storytelling above the fucking and it's incredible the one time it's ever happened in no a- there's there's some very good porn out there but um <laughs> sorry can you say that again there's some very good uh you know made with integrity and storytelling so- and Speaking but. of, um, there's a great podcast I listen to called The Worst Idea of All Time, right. and they are going through the Emmanuel series, which is a famous softcore pornography series, which I've never seen, but hearing two people review porn you have not seen, <laughs> fantastic. Right. Cannot recommend it enough. Right. I Yeah, my friend Kevin and I were talking about maybe doing like a review, like softcore, like Cinemax era mm-hmm. um, softcore porn review podcast, which I think would be fun. But. It is. It is very fun and very funny because also like, they also review other shows, you know, right. for that. So they, they take all the baggage of like, okay, well we can't, we have to meet this thing where it's at. Yeah. And they do have a bit called Boner Inspector, which is like, did you get a heart <laughs> on? And the answer so far from what I've listened to is not at all. It's really contextual. If it you're is. if you're not bringing that energy to it, then it's, it's not gonna. Yeah, there are times where you can. What's also unfortunate is like you can get aroused watching a normal movie. There's nothing right. more embarrassing <laughs> than watching Kenneth Branagh's <laughs> Death on the Nile and getting horny because that film is so horny. <laughs> And it's, I did not get horny at, at Gal or Army. It was... Right. Cannot remember the woman's name that's okay. the other lead. But she's also in the Barbie movie. And I'm oh. very excited about that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen these... Uh, these The Death on the Nile or um, the other one. Don't watch Death on the Nile. It's yeah. not worth your time. Murder in the Orange Express is pretty fun, but it takes a lot of liberties. So we talked about score. What about soundtrack? Well, yeah, so that's the other thing is, is in terms of soundtrack, obviously I love the songs on That Thing You Do. Yes. Um, 
you know, the, the songs on Josie and the Pussycats is also a film I've know, not phenomenal. seen, but I need to. It's tough because there are, I, I feel like I, I want to just eliminate like musical movies because well, of there's a sort of, it's sort of a different thing. Although I will say the, the production on the soundtrack for the Steven Spielberg West Side Story that came out last year um, is some, it's just some of the best. It's so good. It's a phenomenal film. Great, great uh, soundtrack. But what in terms picture. of like soundtrack, soundtrack, the thing that always pops into my head for some reason as like the definitive soundtrack, just because of my age, is Space Jam. It's got bops. It's got, got bops. Got bops and bangers. I think the first CD I ever bought was the Rugrats movie also, soundtrack CD. So when when you get to I throw my toys around, everyone oh, yeah. fucking cries. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Because it's just like, damn, I do remember not getting what I want as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, right. so. Um, next trivia question. Oh, okay. Uh, what movie, we briefly talked about this before, what movie makes you horniest? Oh. Again, it's a movie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and okay, if you want to draw that line between porns and, and movies. Um, Not porns. You can't say um, I I think <laughs> that in a in a weird way... Shape of Water is oh, the sexiest movie I've ever seen. It's so horny. Sally Hawkins is so sexy. Mm-hmm. And in that film, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying like I want to fuck a fish guy, but I'm saying that the way it's like, it's a horny movie. and it is. And she is so hot in that movie. And like, you could... I could say okay, Match Point, right? The the Woody Allen, uh, Scarlett Johansson movie. Cannot That's, imagine being horny around is, Woody Allen at I all. I know, I know. He's not in it though. Oh, thank God. He's not in it. It's like her and Jonathan Reese Myers, and oh, and, th- those are two very hot people at yeah. that time that they would have been in a. Film Absolutely, together. it yeah. was. It, it, that's an extremely horny, sexy movie. Um, but yeah, I think Shape of Water. I can agree with you. Now I have a follow up question. Yeah. Would you fuck the fish man if you could? <laughs> Like, if presented the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. Because yeah. you have to, right? You have to. Right? Because just for the story alone. Yeah. Like, you have to do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very good answer, by the Thank way. You. Thank um, you. Very horny film. <laughs> Beautiful picture. Except for when Michael Shannon's fucking his wife and oh. has that rotten <laughs> finger. Oh, I forgot about that. And he's just fucking oh. her so hard and puts his hand over his oh. mouth so he, she's mute. Oh, it's yeah, awful. I've, yeah, that is un- that is like unsettling. The, it's also so jarring because the rest of it is so beautiful right. and horny and then you get to that scene and you're just like, man should go away. Yeah. All of humanity <laughs> should stop. Um, what, uh... <clears throat> what Star Wars character do you want them to never make a Disney Plus series about? If you do, you'll scream. Okay. See, I ask these questions because I have opinions about this, but I'm trying to be an actor. So I right, ask them right, about right, other right, people, right. and I'm like, ooh. I have so many that I want them to make. Like, yeah, I would love to see more Sebulba. Um, I. <laughs> what about this RuPaul's pod race? Yeah, that's something. Is, that's something. is this anything? <laughs> is this anything? It's certainly um, <laughs> RuPaul's Pod Race. Yeah, um, I think 
I wouldn't go tweet about something completely different than what we're talking about. I I think I don't need any C3PO content. We have so much C3PO, and I think if they try to do a C, because he's, you know, him, he and R2 were there the whole time, and there's so many stories to tell, and they've seen so many things, but do I want to watch that? No. I have bad news for you, my friend. Okay. There's a, a. cartoon series from the 80s called droids where it's just oh, r2 and 3po getting right. into trouble so you're right disney plus shouldn't they shouldn't make it right because they already done. did that yeah what one would you want the most of besides sabulba yeah sabulba came came to mind first i think <laughs> sorry i was talking to my mom about boba fett the book of boba fett and the fact that like you know mando and grogu show up it's like and the analogy because we're both now like we'll see about this fucking obi-wan show right it's like, imagine having six episodes dedicated to Kenobi, and two of them are about Watto. And that's what it <laughs> felt like. Right. To um, me, personally. I think this is not necessarily, like, a specific character, but I would love to see a full series about, like, the creation of the the new Galactic Senate that we see for about two minutes in the force awakens and then they get blown up and to me i think that's that's an interesting story of like okay we're you know all the events that happened in the original trilogy and then these you know disparate people are sorting are trying to rally themselves together restart this new galactic senate with the you know the first order specter looming large all this kind of stuff i think that's an interesting story that we don't get any of. <laughs> Absolutely dick. I'm sure there are books. I, I could read a book. I was going to say there yeah. are a fair amount of books, but even those books, not a lot flushed out. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I, we can't get too deep in the yeah. weeds here. You know, otherwise, <laughs> this isn't a Star Wars podcast. Um, who is your first character crush? And why? Okay. No, just who is your first? Um, I think the answer is... Jennifer Love Pfefferman, who is Jennifer Love Hewitt's cameo on the Halloween episode of Boy Meets World. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I Is that the one where it's kind of like a murder mystery? It is. We reviewed that for Amateur Detective Club. And right. yeah, I can understand why that would be I, it. I believe that was maybe the first time I saw her because I think I, w- I definitely saw I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it may have been after that because mm-hmm. i was young at the time um but yeah in general the answer is jennifer love hewitt you know in mm. in that in i know you did last summer in do you remember the movie house arrest no it's i'm having like a so the teens conniption. lock their parents in the basement because yes. of for some reason it, tell them to get along with each other because they're fighting <laughs> oh, um jennifer love hewitt's there great okay. great film Okay. She, yeah, but it's, the answer is really Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> okay. Um, what actor, actor mind, do you want to go down on the most? <laughs> do I want to go down on the most? Yeah, yeah, what actor mind, not character, what actor? Actor. Yeah. And it well, my, cannot be me. Okay. Um, my biggest celebrity crush is uh, Milana Weintraub. Now, here's the thing. Is that the person you want to go down on the most? Yeah. Okay, I don't know who that person is. She's uh she's an actress, a comedian. She's she's the AT&T spokeswoman. Oh, yes, I I'm aware of 
Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I'm aware of this woman now that right. you remind. She's in um, a couple episodes of, uh, what is it? Um, She's in a couple of episodes of This Is Us. The the comedy web series. Oh, they did the uh, um, Other Space. No. She's I'm in. Just, this is such Paul bad. Feig this show. is such bad content. No, like this is like from college humor. Amir, oh yeah, yeah, Jake yeah. Amir, Jake yeah, Amir. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's very good though. She's very. Oh funny. yeah, back it, around that time, her and and her um, old comedy partner had a web series called Live Prude Girls on YouTube, which is all still on YouTube, which is all great um, sketch comedy stuff and like awkward interview kind of things. See, now here's the thing: I'm just close enough to that, like actually meeting this person. Right. Now I feel uncomfortable. Well, look, she's married. She's got a kid. I'm not going to go down on her, but she's... <laughs> but you want to. But she's my biggest celebrity crush. She's also, you know... Also calling her a celebrity is very nice of you. She is a celebrity to me. Yeah, that's beautiful in a way. Because most people are like, oh yeah, the AT&T girl. And that's it. That's as far as it goes. No, I... I yeah. I read a book about her. <laughs> this is a whole other podcast. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next question is, again on the category of horny, what monster movie, movie monster would you want to fuck the most? Besides the fish Besides man. Besides the yeah, fish man. Uh, movie monster. Um, this is so, I, I have not put any thought into. First, just gut instinct. Movie monster, you want to have sex. Or you would have sex. You'd be willing to. I, all the things I'm thinking about are like from Buffy, which is not a movie, but it's a TV show. And I'm going to just take yeah, liberties yeah, yeah. on it. Um, yeah, I I can't even think of something specifically. Like you don't want to fuck Mothra? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I could fuck Mothra, I could I fuck Mothra. Um, all right. I'm going to keep thinking about it and, and all right. come back to it. Um, which, which actor do you think you could take in a fight? Jacob Tremblay. Who is he again? He's the kid. He's in the room, uh, with, or, or not the room. He's yeah, in room, room with, with Brie Larson. Person. Uh, he's in that movie. Good boys. He's 12. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I hate his fucking little face <laughs> and I, I do think I could take him. Okay. 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 All right. You heard it here, folks. Scott wants to assault a minor. Yeah, I do. Jeez. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I feel very Z-way right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll talk about that all day. <laughs> uh, what actor would you try to steal a car from? Would I try to steal a car from? Do you remember, like, that episode of Punked? Where Frankie Muniz gets his like, they pretend like they're fucking with Frankie Muniz's car, and he oh, yeah, loses yeah. his goddamn mind. Yeah, yeah. Not him. <laughs> he he got really angry, and I I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I feel <clears throat> like you gotta go big, and it's gotta be a Jerry Seinfeld car, right? Because he's he's the car guy. Yeah. The I have had another person on recently, and Jay Leno also came up. But right. yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's a very good. Yeah, because Jay Leno's not like a actor; he's a personality. Whereas yeah, Jerry's but that like, counts. Yeah, Jerry's been in B movie. He's been in stuff, <laughs> which is, by the way, weirdly a good movie. Is it? It's very entertaining. I just remember watching it and feeling like, 
like thinking that I may have fallen asleep because the plot yes. jumps. There's yes. like a full half hour missing out of the middle of that yes. movie. It feels like a fever dream. It ends we some somehow we're in a courtroom and like I don't know you're what happened. You're not a good fella, you're a bad fella. Yeah, it's yeah. iconic. <laughs> I recently discovered that a bunch of people that are like mm, three years younger than me <laughs> are obsessed with hoodwinked that animated oh, feature because yeah. it was like part of their childhood where that it's like missed me yeah exactly i was like oh i thought it was a garbage movie because i was too old for it but like right. i was like oh shit yeah y'all love hoodwinked <laughs> <laughs> yeah good for them yeah i'm like more power the kids are all right actually it turns out how many slaps in the face would you take to be in an A24 film. Any other information on the film? No. It's by A24, you are the lead. Who's slapping me? It can't be someone you want to get slapped by. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only caveat. Um, I don't know. I feel like once you start getting slapped, you can just keep going, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do this so, all So, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd take 25 slaps. Can I tell you, that is the most common answer, is 25. <laughs> really? 25 slaps. There's something about 25 slaps that's... Yeah. Someone said, one slap every day for the rest of my life. Sure. And I was sure. like, I think I would be able to do that, too, if I meant But I'd see, start. here's the thing, because, like, A24 put out that movie, First Cow, and... Yeah. Great film. I, I never it. saw it, because I'm convinced it wasn't a movie, it was a test. It was A24 testing out our loyalty. Mm, they're like we're mm. gonna make the most boring fucking movie and all these hipsters are gonna go see it this movie is about a cow the first cow and you fuckers are gonna watch it and they did and they did and i didn't i said absolutely not oh they're making they're making cookies out of that milk fuck that that cow you heard it here, folks. Scott Interante wants to assault a minor, a specific one, <laughs> yeah. and also fuck a cow. Yep. Now, also, final question. Now, this is the one I always ask. Much like, you know, if there's a heaven, what do you want God to say, <laughs> right. like from Bernard Pivot? Why is Austin Powers so sexy? Austin Powers is sexy because he has a a confidence to him mm -hmm. that in addition to his modest looks shall we say shall we say um mod modest looks often create a sense of like security it's like this this person's not very threatening mm -hmm. to me or intimidating mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but of course a lot of people have modest looks but it's specifically it's the modest looks combined with that charisma mm -hmm. that's just like oh this you know he's funny he's charming he doesn't look like he's gonna you know assault you. me yeah. or eat me um hammer. that's very sexy okay i think that's a very well thought out response thanks so now we get to the the, the game portion yeah you look like you had a question. Well, I I had something I was going to say just oh, about my philosophy of what I think movies should be, but maybe oh, yeah, maybe it. this should come after we pick a word and we start brainstorming. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think it's pertinent, what you think about movies right. would be pertinent to making a movie. Right. Me. Um, I don't know why I'm such a bitch on this program. <laughs> so the random word 
Oh, for those, if this is your first episode, we, we're going to improvise the concept of a film based off of a random word, after which we will then do a, a lightning round where we get two sentences to pitch a film based off of the word. Okay, so the random word is, if I can get it to fucking reload. Oh my god. What app are we using here? I'm using randomwordgenerator.com. <laughs> okay. Can't you be bothered to get an app on my iPad? I don't know. What is this? An iPhone? An know. app? And it's not loading. This is so embarrassing. I swear this never happens. <laughs> so the one that just came up earlier that I did see it's Constellation. So let's just go with that one. Sure. Okay. So what's the movie about Constellation? What can you give me there? Okay. Scott. <clears throat> um. How. How, like, logline are we doing this? So, uh, do I have a character or just a general premise? A general premise, and then we build from there. Okay. Um, I think maybe it's something like... Can I tell you, it just reloaded and it was soap, so thank God it wasn't soap. <laughs> no, Constellation is good. Um, a kid, you know, idolizes his father or or mother... Um, who is uh, some sort of uh, star person. Uh, like K-Pax? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think the child might think that they're just like a normal uh, uh, astronaut, but maybe we uh, learn later ooh. that that's not the case. Um, like Captain and, Marvel. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they have a particular constellation that they always look mm -hmm. at. That's like their star. Mm-hmm. They're, they're set of stars. And um, then there's a tragic accident, blah, blah, blah. The parents die. The kid grows up and um, uh, uh, takes some sort of uh, ship up to that constellation and learns something about themselves and their parents and, and life. And that boy's name is Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I like that. Very, very solid outline. So what's... I don't know. Um, I think it's a solid outline, and we can build on it. Don't don't sell yourself short. Okay. You know, you, Rome wasn't built ever in a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a podcast. Athens was. They wouldn't <laughs> shut up. That was their problem. <laughs> um. So I like the the constellation, and like that's very sweet, and that's all very like almost like first 20 minutes right right and then the accent has to happen it's kind of it feels a little it feels a little interstellar right but also not which i've never seen so oh well see that's very cool that you've never seen it and still ripped it off ripped it off a little that happens all the time people need to calm down about that kind of thing there's only so many synapses to be had yeah yeah but I also had a scene that I don't know exactly how it would fit in of like this idea that like this is my set of stars, right? right? And then the kid is like eight and he says to a classmate, he's like, that, that's mine. And then the other kid is like, no, that's mine. And he beats the shit out of yes, that kid. Yes, I do like that. Like when you buy a star, oh, that's maybe his parents buy him this constellation <laughs> and then that becomes a, that's a funnier idea. That is a funnier idea. Um, and so it's a, a one... So it's one person's quest to get to the star. Right, to say, no, I do own this. <laughs> to plant a flag. Perfect, we got it. Okay, so, obviously, in my mind, like, the twist is he, they get up there, and then it's like the Truman Show. Right. 
or they get back, they get to the star and then they just come back down and it's Earth, and they're like, whoa, whoa man, <laughs> exactly. So who who do we want to play this person? <clears throat> well, now I I think there's still some questions okay. about the plot before we get to the cast. Um, just at least a little bit, okay. because I do think the cast will inform us. But mm-hmm. is it something like? And maybe this is too much backstory to have up front. So tell me I'm I'm an idiot. But what if it's something where like um Sorry, you you gave me that one. What if it's something like, you know, the what's really going on is like there's some sort of rivalry between the the dads, um, their neighbors or something and and the one neighbor buys you know, he, he buys his kid a star and then the other neighbor buys his kid that same star and then the the neighbor the kids are fighting about it and then they grow up and and it's, one's american it's both, and one's russian <laughs> one's american one's russian they're both they're both racing to get up there um and it's a sort of that kind of a thing i like that idea of like it's not even the kids fault like <laughs> right. it's about generational trauma actually right right, right. and w- wealth inequality right and that would lead me to to say like you know is this Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. It feels it feels very that, but I feel like having two white guys is a little. It's twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty two. I feel like so it's Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson. We could do that kind of a movie. Like, <sighs> you just took everybody to task there, Scott. <laughs> Part of me is like, can we get Tamia and Tamara Mari back at it? Like, okay. And they're like secretly sisters at the end or whatever. Um, or okay, what about this? Okay, Kiki Lang. Okay, because she's got comedy shops. She was very good in Coming to America. Um, and then who is just like the biggest fucking asshole? That you've ever seen in your life when you look at them on screen. I have some thoughts, but I'm going to keep them to myself. Who's really... Let, let's well, put like it a, in a fun way? I suppose in a fun... Because if it's a comedy, it has to be. I think that um, Tim Robbins should be the dad growing up who's insane. Right. Like, going, no, I bought this <laughs> right. star for my kid. <laughs> right. And then it's Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> doing a very similar performance to his Men in Black now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Um, well, someone I think is like a good comedic asshole is like an Ike Barinholtz. Ooh, I know that name. He's... I should really know more pe- more actors' names, <laughs> huh? If I want to be involved, he's um, uh, you know, he's one of those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, sure. but like in comedy movies, mm-hmm. you know, he's in Blockers. Okay, um, sure. I'll believe. No, I, I haven't. I'll believe you. And Blockers is great. Okay, but okay. So we have the the first act is them getting these stars, the same star. There's a right. fight because of the dads. Got it. Love it. Stupid. Silly. The second ass. Second ass. The second act has to be them. How do they get to the to the star? Right. So in this world is star travel uh normal and accessible or what's funny is that both of these people like dedicate their lives to inventing long-range space travel there it is they go to like 
fucking MIT. There are classmates throughout. We have like a montage of them being <laughs> right angry with each other this whole time. And so it comes down to this. There's a government grant for one. <laughs> and then I personally feel like, you know, it's a very fierce competition. And it feels like, was his name Ivan? Is it that? Ike? Ike, thank you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to look him up and I'm going to have to apologize formally for this. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Ike is going to get it. And we're all like, oh no, but we love right. Kiki Lang. And her father, Tim Robbins, which is very interesting. Tim Robinson, not Tim Robbins. Oh, Tim Robbins, yeah. <laughs> Although it could be Tim Robbins. Yeah. I prefer what the, the non-mistake I made, Tim Robinson. Right. Um, oh no, we love them so much. And then it looks like he's going to like be the bigger person and like let them take right, it but and of then, course not of course not of course but then you know some mysterious funding shows up from the russians or someone you know yeah i like that alternatively he gets his rocket made and he blows up and he dies oh no <laughs> he's just gone he's just oh, completely no. obliterated and then the government official played by bradley whitford tries to keep like well, well, <laughs> and then it just cuts to her in space. Right. And this is no longer a movie about who can get there first. <laughs> but that ruins the plot, but it's I don't know, funny. it is funny. It's very funny. Okay, so now that she's going to space, then okay, right. so third act that hap- that's the third act twist. And so the rest is it her going to space. What encounter what does she encounter when she's in the space? Right. What do we think? Well, did you see um Ad Astra. I did not. I heard it was good. You, I don't know who told you that, but <laughs> the same ex that was like, "Why are you crying at little oh, women?" Yeah, so. no, that, this movie was not very good. Um, but there's a sequence where the the Brad Pitt spaceship is on its mission, and they receive like a distress signal mm-hmm. from another ship, and um, they go to save some people on the ship or whatever, and and. There's a like a baboon that has killed everyone on that ship, um, a space baboon, and like, like a baboon from space or no? Like, I think it was a baboon Earth that was from sh- Earth that yeah. Like what is that fucking movie? Like Shaka? Oh, know. you don't know this terrible film? It's fine. No. It's like a very low budget horror film where okay. a baboon gets loose and kills everyone. Yeah, it's it's like that. But then <clears throat> then the baboon's on their ship and oh my kills God. a bunch of people. Okay. So maybe something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me say this. Distract signal, yes, goes. And then it's Brad Pitt from From Ad Astra Astra, who tries to kill Kiki Lang. And then, of course, she has to kill Brad Pitt in, like, some sort of violent altercation. Yeah. So that's exciting. I do, um... I just want to say, yeah. I just want it to be on record because mm-hmm. this is being recorded. Yeah, record, record. I love Brad Pitt. Okay, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, I think, is great. It is on the record. Okay, thanks. Um, so having him have a cameo would be very fun. Yeah, unexpectedly, and then, but how does it end? What's the conclusion to this exciting? So she's got to get to the star. What happens there? 
Like maybe nothing. Maybe not. It's just dissatisfying. What is this a maybe, French movie? Yeah, maybe there's no planets. There's no. There's. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. It's about the hubris of the human spirit. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> that's so sad and good. It's just like, and it just like, it. She just is looking out at through the viewport, and it's just like a slow pan across. Just with, yeah. we'll meet again. <laughs> Don't know where, don't, and then it fades out. Yeah, and it's called like "Reach for the Stars" or something. You know, mm-hmm. is like the 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 phrase is "Reach for the Stars." If we miss, you'll end up, or shoot for or the, shoot for the, shoot for the, the moon. moon. If you miss, you'll end up amongst the stars. Yeah, it doesn't work. Actually, take back everything okay, I okay. say. I got it wrong. Okay, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> um, t- t- film title for this? Yeah, I don't know. Um. The temptation to wish upon a star is very, <laughs> right, very copyrightable, though. <laughs> right, I would, I, if for some reason in my head, I've been picturing like you know how they NASA will name stars and it's all like X two one three six nine four five or whatever, right? It's just that. It's just the name of the Perfect. star. <laughs> Love it. Tells you nothing about the film, exactly. nothing about the tone, nothing about anything that goes on. Perfect. No one will remember how to say it. Yeah, like Elon Musk's kid. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it just looks like a capucha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. A capucha monkey is that anything? Um, <laughs> it's just a, a monkey that proves you're not a robot. Yeah. Um, I like it. A plus. Do we have a director in mind? Well, so here's what I wanted to get back to about my vision for something Perfect. I've been thinking about with films, lately. you know, because. Mm-hmm. We're we're in this whole COVID thing, you know, I don't know if you've what? heard about it. Oh, you mean that hoax. And because of that, you know, people go to the movies or, or have been going to the movies less and now people are going back and uh, I've been going to see movies a, a lot again and it makes me, rem- like, I love a lot of different kinds of movies. I love Quiet, you know, I, I listed Moonlight mm-hmm. on, my, on my top films. I love a lot of kinds of movies, but like, if I go to a fucking theater, I want a movie. Yeah. You know? And, like, I went to go see Ambulance, Michael Bay film. Fucking phenomenal. You keep talking about this movie, and I... The, the reason I keep talking about it is, so I, I was talking to someone, and I said, you know, sometimes movies don't need to be the best. They mm-hmm. need to be the most. Mm. And Michael Bay understands that. And ambulance He's, is the most. It's certainly he does put all, the most in all of his films. And so, like, what I've been thinking about is, I love like well choreographed action sequences, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's car chase or or fight scene or something, right? And the same things that I love about like a well choreographed fight scene from like, you know, like the long tracking shot fight scene in daredevil, the Netflix show, Mm. or like something from like the raid or like a, a, like an amazing, like Jackie Chan fight sequence. Right. The same things I love about that are the same things I love about like a Gene Kelly dance number. Yeah. 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 It's like the inventiveness of the choreography. Mm -hmm. So what I want, I want it to be everything. I want a movie that's got fight scenes, chase scenes, musical numbers. You know what? Whose filmography you should get into? Rudy Ray Moore. Okay. Have you seen Dolomite Is My Name starring Eddie Murphy? I haven't. Okay. These Rudy Ray Moore's films are not good. Okay. But they have the one of the lines from Dolomite 
is my name is they walk out of a movie he goes shit man that movie had nothing no titties no kung fu no action that's what i'm no, s- yeah no funny so he says no funny no titties no kung fu and i'm like that is what we want in all our movies that's what i want i want titties i want action <laughs> i want funny i want kung fu absolutely okay i was telling this to my coworker the other day and she said and this is funny because you brought it up earlier she said isn't that just austin powers yeah and you know what? She's fucking right. It Austin is. Powers is the ideal film. <laughs> it it kind of is, though, is the thing. It's got funny. It's got dancing. It's got action. Oh, those opening sequences are so good. Yeah. And the only problem with that first one is that Will Ferrell's in brownface, but it goes well, away yeah. right away. Yeah. It go, like it goes away right away. Thank God. But like, <laughs> it's still not great. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. I think I when I go to the cinema. Right. I want either like a huge spectacle right. or something that is so intricate that I need to be able to focus on it and I have to put away my phone. Right. Like I would love to go see Green Knight in right. the theater because I would have, like I see, I've seen it, I have a projector, I'm lucky. But like being forced to take in everything would be good. Yeah. Conversely though, like I'm not gonna, you know, I did watch Captain Marvel on my projector. I'm like, this would have fucking ruled in a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This would have been great. But yeah, I agree. I think I feel like currently there is so much pressure for films to be incredible all the time. Right. Whereas sometimes it's just a fucking movie. And it's a thing to do for two hours. Yeah. And this is what's, you know, annoying too. But we kind of talk about this on the Randy Newman podcast sometimes. It's like, you know, people have gotten so obsessed with like, like the Wikipedia summary of something is the value of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, uh, you know, only caring about the plot events of a movie. Like, that's not what a movie is. Read a book if that's, you know, or like watch a, like a movie is I'm watching stuff. Yeah. You know, and like I I'm feel watching like, here, and I feel like people get into even like some weird like puritanical stuff where it's like, does this sex scene really necessary? You know what? Sometimes we like to see boobs. Yep. Also, Sometimes movies are horny, and like that's fun because human beings are horny too. Yeah. It doesn't have to serve the plot. That, that's also something that does. I'm like, yeah, because sometimes people have sex. Do you know that yeah. like adults have sex? And sometimes movies are about adults. And right. so it happens. Ay, ay, ay. I sometimes under- I just want some fucking explosions. Yeah, I want some explosions. I want funny. I want kung fu. And I want titties. Like, I, I think, honestly, I, I agree with at least the very heart of what you're saying. Maybe right. not the example of a Michael Bay film. <laughs> But yes, I do very much agree that it should be, you know, it's inherently a visual medium. It's inherently, sometimes also a movie can just be just vibes. Yeah. I fucking love David Lynch's shit. And half of Twin Peaks, just vibes. Right. Not a lot going on. And that bothers people, so they try and make shit up for it. But I'm like, just, it's just people sometimes hanging out. Sometimes it's just vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So... So, so do you this want, film, I won't agree to have Michael Bay direct this picture. Though. That's fair. That's fair. I'm but sorry. I do can't you, do that. Are, is there somewhere where we can throw in a musical number? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She gets bored on her way to the, the thing and she, she dances with herself. Right. You know, yeah. to Billy Idol's dancing, but with myself, that white, song, white wedding, 
That's the only Billy Idol song I know. Really? You don't know Dancing With Myself? I don't think I do. It's such a good song. You would love it. Okay. I'm so confused. I thought you were like ha- having a bit of a laugh no, at my expense. No, it's a nice day for a white wedding. That's, That's Billy uh, Idol. That is Billy Idol. That's also a different song. That's the only one I know. Oh my God. You are missing it's in out. Wed- wedding Singer. That's my only reference point for Billy that Idol. That is fascinating. Yeah. And you call yourself a musician. I, you know, Scott. I just some things I missed and. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe not that song. What what song would you dance by yourself to then? I think, um, well, what song would she dance by herself yeah, to? Sure, you know, sure, sure. Um, I don't know. I think something that's that's coming to my mind, and this is a weird. This isn't what it would be. Okay. But I just have to say it because it's what's on my mind. Okay. I respect and that. And we didn't pre-plan this. Yeah. This is Im- improvised stuff. There's a disco dance remix of If You Seek Amy by uh, Britney Spears. Do not know the original. Do not know this remix. It's a dance pop song from Blackout era Britney. Or maybe is it on Circus? That's embarrassing. I should know. But it's on one of those albums. And um, it's... It's this sort of like, you know, synth pop dance mm-hmm. thing where she says all the boys and all the girls are begging to if you seek if you seek Amy, which is F U C K me. Right. Oh, I see. Yes, I have heard this song now. But there's this um by this producer U Turn, this like official remix that's like this full disco song that came out like at the beginning like way before Bruno Mars and and you know, Uptown Funk and all this shit that we were doing, Daft Punk, before we were doing the disco thing again, this song came out, this remix came out, and it blew my mind. And it's so good. And for some reason, that's what I'm just picturing and that's fine. her dancing to. And that's great. A plus. Would put it in. Yeah. Still don't have a director attached, though. Um, who can handle all of this? Michelle Gondry? <laughs> who, who, what does she do? I'm, I'm really... No, that's uh, French. It's a boy, Michelle. Um, that's, uh, you know, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, um, I would rather not. <laughs> it'd be Let a very be different, it'd be a very twee film. <laughs> yes, it would be a very twee film, shall we say. Um, who can handle singing and dancing? Plot twists in space. Right. It's got a little bit of everything. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. But also the comedy aspect of it. Comedy aspect. Part of me is Paul Thomas Anderson probably could handle all of this shit, and it would turn out. I don't think he's ever gone to space. I don't think so either, and I think this might be what he needs to do. See that? uh, I feel like maybe we should have picked a director earlier because having this be it it changes everything. Oh. Well, we said it earlier. Greta Gerwig. It could be Greta She's Gerwig. very good at directing comedy. A lot of it would also, women is very It funny. would also change the film, but I think in in ways that could be really interesting. Because, mm-hmm. like, it starts out very stepbrotherly, right? Right. Do, do we want to go with, like, a Lord and Miller? We could do that. Oh, Lord and Miller actually would be great. Yeah, because they've done the space with the Lego movie. Sure. And briefly with Star Wars. <laughs> and what a great great comedic sensibility mm-hmm. i think i think you're right i okay. think lord and miller are the way to go on this super have you watched after party yet not yet but it is on my list it, i love fun my boy benny schwa yeah benny schwa alana glazier's there yeah who's it's now doing everyone. amazon ads which i feel some kind of way about everyone's got to get a paycheck they you know? do they really do 
We've been doing this for almost an hour. Do you want to do a lightning round? Sure. What's okay. a lightning round? Okay, lightning round is I give you a word, you get two sentences to pitch oh, me. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Center. First thought, best thought. <laughs> Cannot emphasize this enough. I do not edit, edit I, this podcast. God, I know. It's just... <laughs> It's just so dumb. It's so obvious, but it's, you know, and it's just a ripoff of that other movie. They go to the center of the earth. Okay. Um, can I no, give you, can I yeah, give you please, my flavor? Please, please, please. Journey to the center of the Tootsie Pop. Okay. It's about ants okay. that See, are trying to get so to the center better. of the Tootsie Pop. God, that's so good. Okay, I'm going to be better on the next one. It's okay. Um, and then generally I do one, but since I kind of stomped all over. This is Peel. What is Peel about? Um... Okay, Peel with... Uh, P-E-E-L. P-E-E-L. Um, so Peel is about... Um, <laughs> okay. Love this smile. It's a sort of like a Jane Goodall type, like a, an ape scientist, yeah. so, sociologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who falls in love with their their subject. With, with uh, an ape. With, with an ape. Um, and they bond over... Eating bananas, of course. Of course, of and course. and then it's like you know you, you peel me like a banana. It's a, it's like a Fifty Shades of Grey. Like it gets steamy, <laughs> but it's with a, like an orangutan. But yes. Oh no, Scott. <laughs> Heard it here, folks. So um, instead of doing it back and forth, I'm going to give my all on peel. Okay, which please. is so different. Which is um, a person has a hangnail and slowly it just mm. unravels their entire oh. skin over the course of a few days and it's a metaphor for some sort of psychological trauma yeah blumhouse clearly right uh freighter i hardly know her freighter is the word freighter is definitely a lucy hale vehicle okay and (laughs) um she and and some other people are are all like all get this mysterious invitation to come to this you know, expo kind of thing. They show up. They're the only ones there. It's a sort of saw style mind game horror film. Mm-hmm. This is because you were just about a Blumhouse, but um, that's fine. And and yeah, they they all get stuck on some sort of freight train, and then there's people die. They gotta escape. Lucy Hale survives, of course. Like it. Maybe it turns out Lucy Hale's in on it the whole time. I think that's a great. That's yeah. a great third act to this. Yeah. Um, mine's about a guy who's on a boat. He's a captain. Um, he's a freighter captain. And it's a, it's just like a little drama about like how he misses his family and how hard it is on the sea. And that's just really what it yeah. all is. It's what just, if it's about the freight boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal? <laughs> I like that a lot. And it's like a 127-hour oh, yeah. <laughs> style. <laughs> just stuck. Trying to turn it. Uh, utter. U t t e r. U t t r, which is not not a cow utter. No, it's right. like to utter. To utter, right, 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 right. Um, I think it could be something about a, um, like a shock jock radio guy who's who's a troll, right? And he's spreading this vile shit. And then he gets a curse put on him where, like, every every day he can say, like, fewer words or something, you know? <laughs> like, 
like the Eddie Murphy It's film, kind of like, yeah. A thousand words. Right. But I like it a lot. It's so good. And he has to, you know, learn to be more careful with the words he utters. I see. I have a similar, like, curse thing, which is that a person learns everyone has a secret name and once you learn that secret name you have control over them this is like an old fable you know thing that is in like nordic and celtic mythology and so this person starts figuring it out and starts like essentially a mob (laughs) to commit crime for these people so uh, with these people in mind and then eventually turns out um there's a rival gang of vampires and then they all die (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I, I had to end it somehow. Yeah. Um, researcher. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, I'm with you. And some, un, you know, unnamed uh, young brunette actress with bangs. You know, like like currently it's Daisy Edgar Jones, but by the time this film gets made, there'll be another one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. She becomes like because if there's one thing Hollywood's good at, it's replacing it's pumping women. out, yeah, pumping out brunettes with bangs oh, and brown eyes. Um, so she's like a grad student and uh, starts uh, becomes like the research assistant for Jake Gyllenhaal, who's this you know cool professor, and of course, then it becomes a sort of psychological thriller. He's gaslighting her he's manipulating her but or is he there's something with the research that they're doing uh, maybe it's maybe it's into like a, a like some sort of um, psychotic drug or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so you read that article about the woman that worked at the public is what you're saying. oh <laughs> no i just even yeah, yeah. even outside of you know yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just got that vibe yeah he, he does and apparently for good reason right so my uh film based off of researcher is there's um this kind of jane goodall type that falls in love with an ape (laughs) (laughs) no this is um so they they there's a missing flight oh and they've already had one search party go out and this is the second one to f- try and find the searcher and their researchers, you mm. see. Oh, mm. <laughs> they're researching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get one last good one. And it was Jelly. What the fuck are you going to do with Jelly? And then we must be going. Well, I mean, look, the the obvious one, I think, is like, it's the exact plot of The Meg. Um, you remember The Meg? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry to this film. I have not seen it. The Meg is one where there's a really big shark. The Megalodon, I believe Hell it's yeah. called. Um, and they're in some sort of underwater research lab. Oh, I see where you're going. And then there's a big-ass shark. But in this one, it's a big-ass jellyfish. Hell yeah. Did you know that they're not... They're, they're, they're barely an animal? <laughs> jellyfish? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're almost, crazy. They're almost plants. They're just neurons yeah. like they're nothing they're uh, they don't know what they're doing it's yeah. phenomenal why um, why are they there why are they there my first instinct was um a, a gritty origin story of chris kringle right you know and it's bowl full of jelly wow yeah and it's how he becomes it's like the santa claus you know with right. tim allen only with murder i think sure this just sounds like a a robot chicken sketch is what this sounds like. So let me <laughs> let me think here for a second. Jelly. Okay, so it's about 
these two women in college and one of them starts seeing someone that the other one likes and it drives them so insane that they begin to like not murder the two people but sleep murder other people in their lives right. and since they don't remember it because they're asleep they they can't like turn themselves in and it becomes this whole investigatory thing and jelly of course is slang for jealousy Jealous, yeah right, right, so. right, right it could also be a sort of um like Sepford Wisey, um, mm, mm. uh, what's the one where it's all in black and white? Um, with Pleasantville. Pleasantville, um, where everyone makes sandwiches with just peanut butter, and then one person dares. That's so much better than the to both. put on, to put on jelly, <laughs> and everyone's scandalized by this. I fucking love that. That's great, and a movie that should be made. All right. Well, this has been a heck of a lot of fun. This was a ton of fun. Would you would you have anything else you want to say before we go? I just want to say that if you haven't seen Ambulance, seen I was going to say Teen Beach movie. Um, pop on to Disney Plus and give yourself this treat. Okay. It's a 5 out of 5 phenomenal film. It's a it's a musical. It's a extremely nuanced lesson in feminism it's got surfing it's got greasers it's got barry botswick of rocky horror picture show fame mm. um it's truly just a phenomenal piece of art is it a disney channel original film or it, is. It... Oh, it is oh i did yeah. not i assumed it was like not another beach movie no no it's a decom yeah from 2013 decom i've never heard that oh yeah that's what they call them disney that... channel original movies that's fantastic you learn yeah. something new every day have you ever caught yourself saying vhs player instead of vcr i haven't because it's it's a real pet peeve of mine when yeah. other people say it um doesn't that suck though <laughs> like that we're just so far removed from vcr yeah Ugh. i saw something recently that was like a period film and they the actor in it like the character says vhs player and i was like no they, they would have never said that i'm out i can't remember what that was um but yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun. Big. I love to have fun and to play games with friends. So <laughs> that's where I'm at in my life.